Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hey everyone, Pastor David here with Pastor Bob Wilk across the table. Hi there, Pastor David. And Pastor Liz Jones <laughs> Hello. in the midst of us. Are we Hello. inviting people yeah. into this today? People out there, come on. Yeah, come on in. Come and join us. Come, come warm yourself by the fire. And we're going we're gonna to talk about some gospel today. So. It's weird. We haven't, I mean, we've talked about the gospel, but we haven't done a podcast on the gospel. So we'll see where this goes. Um, we'll see. We never know. Yeah. So what's the gospel? Hey, how about each of you guys? How about each of us? We'll just briefly preach the gospel. You guys think you could do that? Just preach a, a version to the person, the person that's listening. There. You could turn towards them. You could tell them what did, what did we believe? You know, what's this thing all about? What's the Christian wow. gospel? That's a hard thing to do. Because honestly, like, I, if you ask someone on the street, like, like honestly, walk up to someone on the street and be like, what's the gospel? Have you ever heard the gospel? They'll probably be like, uh, what? <laughs> and like, they won't really, it's hard for people to put in words. And even yeah. as like a minister, it can be hard because there's, there's a lot of depths to it. Yeah. But um, do you want to take a crack? I'm going to wait for Liz because oh, okay. it's too hard for me to do. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> the gospel. It? it is the good news. Good news. That our you know, <laughs> are you yeah. gonna give like little little yeah. interjections on the thing? You can be like the uh for the hearing impaired part. <laughs> the good news. <laughs> you have to speak up, son. <laughs> The gospel's fun. It is. It's glad tidings of great joy. Yeah, it's, it's great. great. It's, it's great news. news. It's yeah. great news that yeah. God didn't just leave us in the state that oh, we're in. Man. He didn't just leave the world and didn't just leave you in our pitiful state. Yeah. <laughs> right. He amazing. sent a solution. He sent a, his son to come into the world to give himself as a sacrifice for us, to take on himself all of the evil that's in our nature, all of the things that we are born with, all of the death that we're born with, and he takes it, he took it on himself and he exchanged with us his life for ours. And so he took all that from us and he gives us all that he is and it's accessible to us by faith, by simply believing, confessing, in uh, believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he died for you, that he rose for you, and that you died with him and you're living with him. So Oof. I think it's a well done, Liz. It's a simple, joyful thing. Yeah, praise the Lord. I, I can't just conclude this. I can't do that because I'd be preaching another gospel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about a second gospel? A second yeah. gospel. <laughs> the Bible gospel. Or so here I'm, I'll do my my little part of the gospel. I'm going to talk to someone out there. You need to believe what she just said. So that's the deal. Like. It, and that, and matter of fact, it, you may think you have to do some things, like you have to clean up your life, or you have to act different, or you have to do something. Well, he did it all. <laughs> like that's the deal with the God. That's what's the good news, because actually none of us could do anything for our situation, and God has and is. And so I want to introduce you to Jesus Christ. That's to me, He is the gospel. And uh, he is the power of God unto salvation. That's who he is. And he's a real He's a real person and he's God. Mm-hmm. All wrapped into one. It's a mystery. It's wonderful. It's great. And it's happy time. <laughs> it's joyful, right? It's great. This is great news because you may be sitting out there today, like if you're every other human being on the planet, not having that great a day maybe. Or maybe you have a great day. 
Okay? It really doesn't matter because this is a great day to acknowledge him. And if you never have, this is a good time to come and go, hey, you know what, God? I may not understand all the ins and outs and ups and downs of what I'm supposed to do, but I want to receive you. I need you to come into my life right where I'm at now. And I'm confessing of who I am before you, and I'm receiving you for who you are. And just take me to the next place. Hmm. It's like it's there's a simplicity in the gospel that is just that. And we, you know, like I said, we we can talk, it's fine, we'll do the theological and all that stuff part of it, but it's such a simplicity that it's so good. Yeah. yeah. Like when I think gospel, I do smile a little. It makes me joyful. It's the best news you'll ever hear. <laughs> like I was, is. I don't know about everybody else, but like I was doomed. <laughs> like I was done. Like it wasn't gonna happen. And then Jesus showed up in my life. I'm like, oh. Yeah, you have to know the bad news before you can really know the good news, the gospel. And and to me, the bad news is we've all turned our backs on God. We've all turned to our own way. We've all sought to prosper in our own way. We've all been wounded by others. We've all been hated by others. And then we've responded by wounding others and and by hating them in turn and by seeking our own. And and really, we've walked in a living hell. Like We've had to walk without hope without a future where it all depended on us, where we had to perform everything perfectly to be accepted, to be loved, to be clean. We, we had to do X, Y, Z in our own mind. And God said, no, there's a way out of all that. There's a way out of the living death that you're in where you feel like you have no hope, like you have no worth. Yeah. You feel like you've done too much. You feel like if people really knew you, they wouldn't want to be your friend. They wouldn't, they wouldn't want to love you. And your father says, I love you. I have loved you with an everlasting love. So I've spoken to you by my son. I want you to know me. So I have actually sent my son, my representative. And here's the gospel of the glory of my son. Here's, here's God who is a broken God on the cross. Yeah. Here, here's God who is a humble carpenter. Here's God who walked among us. Here's God who says, hey, you know, come to me, all you who labor and you're heavy laden, I'll give you rest. I'll allow you to put down your burden. I'll allow you to be saved. I didn't come, Jesus said, to judge you, but to save you. I didn't come to crush you. I came to lift you up and put you on a solid foundation. I came not to take from you, but to give you my own inheritance. So you would inherit the whole world, the whole cosmos. I came not to put you under my authority, but to give you my authority, to reign with me forever. That's pretty it's pretty substantial. Wow. And somebody, all you have to do is, is say, yeah, I'm done like walking in this living hell. I want to walk in a living heaven in relationship with my father, with my brother Jesus through the Holy Spirit of God who comes to live in me through grace alone. And so to me, the gospel is like this, this good news of God's grace. Um, I've heard it explained as like acronym G-R-A-C-E of God's riches at Christ's expense. Oh, yeah. God's like, I, I came, the father said, I came to give you my riches and my son paid for it all. So, so you could have it all. Wow. And this is what God says to you. You think like if you're to stand before God, everyone is like, Oh, you know, if I stood before God, I'm kind of afraid of what he'd say to me. And you know, oh, he'd be disappointed in me. Yeah. Well, God, like actually he wants to bring you like pastor Bob said, face to face with him and hear what he really is saying to you. Yeah. And he's saying, I have goodwill towards you. I have everlasting love. I have forgiveness. I have companionship. I have adoption. I have inheritance. I have a purpose for you. I have a family for you. I have belonging for you. I have warmth for you. I have everything in me is for everything in you. You are my son and I'm your God. That's the word of the Lord. That's that's the gospel that Christians believe. 
that God's really like that. Yeah. Like that's the good news is like <laughs> that God is like that uh-huh. instead of God going, Oh, I guess you didn't do enough. And I still hate you and I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> I've done nothing for you, but I demand everything for, from you. That's not what God's like. But that's pretty good news that he's not like that. It's really good news. So, anyway. You know, it's that wasn't very brief, but I, you it know. was great. Right. I wanted to get saved. You know, <laughs> today's the day. Today's your day. You know, what's interesting to me is that um, a lot of times people believe they have to have like a lousy life to come to God. <laughs> like, yeah, and this is something because I've always had this heart for people who uh, have a really good life, like have everything. Like they have good wives and kids and life and job and everything's good. Everything's good. And they've good been, looking. they've been, what's that? They're good looking. Good looking. They, and, and they live a good life. They're not like evil. Right. And I think a lot of people think, well, evil people come to God. Right. <laughs> and, uh, well, everyone is <laughs> in their own righteousness, but yeah. the reality is, uh, and I want to speak to people who are, you know, they, they have it going and they're good people. They're, they may be really like benevolent people, people that give and that, you know, um, and they're kind, you know, um, but everybody needs God. Mm-hmm. And that's the good news. That's the gospel. Because even in your goodness, or sometimes it's perceived goodness, sometimes it's actual good by, you know, like this world's standard, if you will, you still, uh, you need Jesus and Jesus really wants you. Amen. Like that's such a beautiful, it's a great thing. It's such a good thing. And it doesn't, you know, because I think a lot of times people go, well, people who need Jesus, those are people that need a crutch. <laughs> they need, you know, they need something to lean on because they can't like live on their own. It's true. It's Yes. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> that's true. But a lot of times people think, well, I got it going. So I don't need him. Yeah. And what I want to say is, I don't care where we're at, we need him. Yeah. <laughs> it may not be apparent how much we need him yet, <laughs> but we need him. Yeah. And this yeah. life is not all there is either. Oh, yeah. You may got it going on here, but <laughs> there's a whole other place where your goodness here is not good. Well, you can't enough. bring the stuff from here to there. Woe huh? right. to you, which you've received a consolation. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, you, were me, you were telling me, sharing something earlier about people who are in a rich society mm-hmm. and yet they're plagued by anxiety. Yes. I was just what listening was to that today in the news and that mm-hmm. our, here's our, like for, for all intent and purposes, I suppose the United States is probably the richest country that ever was, <laughs> you know, it has great things and uh, probably the poorest of people in our country are better than half the world maybe more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when, what they were talking about on the news was how many people are like suffering from anxiety and from, um, uh, worthlessness and from, uh, fears and from, uh, no, like no hope, mm-hmm. no future. Mm-hmm. And so many people who are, you know, young, young people, they went through all the age groups, you know, like under 18 and there was like tremendous percentages, 40, 50%. But then they went even to like 40-year-olds, people who you would think, okay, well, they, they kind of gotten along in life. They got this far. <laughs> They're probably doing okay. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter across the spectrum. They were still giant numbers of them. Just, and I, I, as I was talking earlier, I was starting to pray for, you know, our country. Yeah. Like, because we have everything. And we, and we 
we think we lack nothing. And yet our souls are just done. Mm -hmm. It was Jesus' invitation, right? Yes. I mean, he says, what's it going to profit you to gain the whole world and lose your soul? Yes. Come to me. You know? Yeah. And it's, you can only make that, that plea to people from the heart. Like, Hey, this is what, what my experience was. And this is, you know, this is our state. We're losing our soul to to gain the world, to gain some sort of impact or legacy or riches or Mm -hmm. something. And and we're not connected to unconditional love. Like we're we're not connected to our father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really what, what a human is made for, you know, And, and apart from that, we're dead spiritually. That's the reality is we're born dead spiritually because spiritually death is a separation. We're we're separated from God. That's where the root of our despair is in our anxiety that that you're talking about. It's we're not connected to love himself. Yeah. We've turned our back on that voluntarily too. Yeah. You know, I like the the term you just used. I was going to ask Pastor Liz because she's smart uh, to expound on it. Uh, When he, when Pastor David said, you're connected to unconditional love. What does that mean to you? Unconditional love? Yeah, from God. It's yeah. love without conditions. <laughs> God, you're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> what? You mean it's, like, what does that mean? <laughs> no it's the most sure thing in existence <laughs> yeah that it never it never changes it never fails mm-hmm. it's not because it's not dependent on you yeah it's oh, dependent I don't do on earning? him wait i don't do any earning in it's this? his nature oh. he is unconditional love he will that's what he is and it's what he will always be and yeah. it doesn't depend on your performance your success your failures none of that it's because it's it's rooted in something that's unchanging Mm-hmm. something that's unfailing but it's, it's that's so not you do have to accept it yes but it's not like yeah. it seems like so not part of the earth yeah it doesn't right? make it's sense it's not part like by our standards it doesn't we have sense. nothing else even close to compare it to right? or to relate to it with it's not because it's not natural mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to us that someone would love that completely for no reason <laughs> other than they love you yeah, that he, sounds like he good sets news. his love. <laughs> well, it's like that Deuteronomy verse that says, "It's not because you're more righteous that the Lord yeah. loved you, but because the Lord loved you." Right. Yes. You're like, wait, what? He like, loves you because yeah. he loves you. <laughs> that's all right. That's a little. That's a little hard. Look, I'm gonna. You know, I'm good at being the devil's advocate, but I'm gonna be the someone out there is like hearing this and like, how can that be? I'll tell you how, because the love is very conditional. Because we're a sinful people, and he's a holy God. So the religious person's going, how could a, a holy God love a sinful, wretched worm? Mm-hmm. Because God kept the conditions. He met all the conditions. Therefore, he can love you apart from you meeting the conditions. So and what we love could do for ourselves, you're telling me? He mm-hmm. did. It's the one-sided covenant that Liz has mentioned in other podcasts in Genesis 15, where yes. the Lord fulfilled both sides of the covenant. Yes. So the Father fulfilled God's side. Yes. Jesus became a man to fulfill man's side. Yes. To fulfill your side, the person listening. <laughs> I haven't done enough to approach God. I haven't done enough to be blessed by God. I haven't done enough to get what I'm praying for from God, even though it's according to his will. It's like, well, no, you didn't, but Jesus did. You stand in Christ. Yeah. You stand meriting everything that he merits. 
Just let it, let it hit you. Yeah, in Christ, that, in Christ, you deserve to be treated like Christ deserves to be treated, because He was treated as you deserve to be treated on the cross. Get both sides of it in your mind, person listening. Okay, <laughs> you, Pastor Bob. I'm going to get. This. <laughs> you said today's your day. We're going to get. Today's we're going to get. You. I'm good with that. Like, <laughs> what do I have to do yeah. to be saved? <laughs> yeah, what must I do? Yeah. This is the work of God. Uh, Believe in Him whom He has sent, right? Um, so, yeah. What does that mean? Like, how? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've been saved a few times. You yeah. <laughs> should. I mean, we're always being saved, too. I'm being more saved. <laughs> um, so, what, is, what does the gospel mean to you guys personally? Like, what has it meant to you in, in your life personally? When the gospel came to your life or when you first understood it or received it, kind of like accepted it as different than the path you were on. Like, what did that mean? What does it mean to you personally? When you're talking about the gospel to somebody, yeah. what's coming into your heart? Like, what's coming into your mind? Well, it is actually a little difficult for me to put those into words, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Because it's kind of overwhelming. <laughs> the care, the love, the embrace, the taking me in mm-hmm. when I didn't want any part of him. <laughs> like, yeah. That's like, it was so like, you know, it, you know, it's like someone loved you to death. <laughs> <laughs> the first death. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll do a churchy thing. There. But uh, no, seriously, I mean, to be loved like so intensely like that and to, you know, that, that gospel, the prevailing power of the gospel. When I think of that, that it's, it's a little, it's a little, it wrecks your soul a little bit if you've had a serious experience with yeah. God and, you know, you start to, you know, you think back what he's done. And to me, the gospel is this ongoing thing. Like, I don't believe it was one time, like you just, you know, you got saved. Yes, that I get that. You get saved. But there's an ongoing prevailing power of the, of the gospel that happens. Amen. It is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. It's, and that's, I believe it's full salvation. And right. I think we relegate it. So, so. Yeah. We, we can relegate it to initial salvation, which is spectacular. If you got, if that's all you got, if somebody listens to this today and that's all they get, they're way, <laughs> they're way out. That was a pretty good day. That was, was a pretty good great day. day. It was the, probably the best day of your life, actually. <laughs> but I mean, because like I said, if I like, think back to that day, it's like, whoa, like how? Like it doesn't, it, it, Why? You can't answer it. All of the questions are unanswerable other than... When? Who, when, why, how? But Where? How? Right? And my one means. Why, why, do, why would he do this? And then there's God. Like, then you're, you're awed by God. Like, oh. Oh, he did all that. Awed by God. Awed by God. Yeah. Boast in the Lord alone, right? Yeah. If somebody hears the gospel and goes, yeah, you know what? That's right. I'm pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> definitely did not hear you what I just said. Like, if you can hear that, be like, that's right, I'm a Christian. I'm better than these heathens. You are not. <laughs> like, you didn't get it. If you can boast in anything, oh, yeah, I took in all the arguments and I really, you know, I believed it. So that's why God loves me. But no, like, He did everything and gave you even the faith to respond to that. Yeah. So just take that off somebody else's. <laughs> Plate. So just stop, oh, stop boasting. My faith, in grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. Uh-huh. It's been granted, <laughs> it's been granted to you not only to believe in Him, but to suffer for You're your right. sake. It's been granted to you to believe. Mm-hmm. So you can't boast in anything 
Mm-hmm. But you're like, there's no fun in boasting in yourself. You boast in God and, and his salvation. Because <laughs> like Pastor Bob said, he will continually deliver you. He'll continually save you. He'll continue to walk with you and be your shepherd through yeah. everything. To me, that's what, what the gospel means to me personally is like, God is now my God. Yeah. I don't have to be like, oh yeah, God. Uh, yeah, God, the concept. It's like, no, my God is with me. He'll walk with me through every dark place. If he was willing to lay down his life for me, how is he going to abandon me now? Yeah. That's an argument made in Romans. If he, if he would save you at the cost of his son's blood, now that his son's raised, how much more is how he for you? More. When it doesn't cost him his son, how much more is he going to be for you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm just like, yeah, he's, he's my God. He's, yeah. We're one. We're one now. There's nothing that can separate me from that. And I've tried to do it. <laughs> it worked out. I've, I've actually tried, I've tried to run from it too in times yeah. of foolishness and it, yeah. it's just like it stays good news yeah it stays the gospel well he remains you know it's funny you talk about the gospel I was saying earlier it's happy it makes you know it, I, I just really have this stupid smile on my face most of the time today because just talking about the gospel it brings like this weird joy yeah like, <laughs> like yeah because it's so beyond what we are able to manufacture it's it's not it's actually you can't manufacture it so it's not it's well beyond you and then it's full joy the joy of salvation it's full joy and and it can be joy in the middle of like hard things it can be suffering and all that but or great things but it's still full joy when you actually start to think about what he who he actually is and who the gospel actually is it's awesome news. <laughs> it's just like, oh, like you thought you saying, it's good news. It really, I'm, I'm just going to sit here and smile for a while. Well, Liz, what was your yeah. thoughts on that? What does it mean to you personally? What does the gospel mean to you personally? I mean, I don't, uh, I know I've said this before, I don't remember like a salvation experience. It just mm-hmm. was, I like I said, I don't remember a time in my life not knowing Jesus. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a little different for me. It wasn't like I was living one, right. <laughs> one way and then, mm-hmm. you know, tra- you know, translated into this new life. But, um, but the gospel still has the same power. And it's, for me, it's something that I love. And I love to see other people come into it. That's why I've mm-hmm. um, given my life to it, perpetuating the good news and bringing other people into it and teaching them how to live in that. Because to me, it's all about... The gospel is the invitation to living in the life of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that is like, I just, I always tell people, it's like, it's the best life you will ever live. Yeah. And it's available to you right now. Like, yeah. I just, I think it's just amazing. It's miraculous. It is, it's alive um, every day. It really is. It's not a cliche. It's like, it's something that is, I'm continually in awe of. I'm continually wowed by the Lord. I'm continually like, amazed at his goodness and his greatness and his generosity and his unconditional love and his favor and like his willingness to to bless and his willingness to heal and his willingness to deliver like it's to me that's all of it it's like here is the invitation into the family that you were always meant to be part of and so that's how i that's how i view it it's like to me it's like an invitation into family it's an invitation to leave i see people living in like just despair and hopelessness. And it's like, man, like here's some good news for you. You need good news. Yeah. Yeah. There's something crazy eternal about the everlasting gospel. Yeah. About how it's, he 
I'm going to say, I'm going to be saying, he is he's, for, he's, for, he's, he's <laughs> forever. Yeah. And, and so, and I believe he comes to you as the gospel power every day of your life. Right. We may not recognize it every day. And for like, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure Pastor Liz was probably born saved. You know, she's kind of a John the Baptist <laughs> or in her mother's right. womb. She leaped and spilled all the shirts. Something like that. Somewhere along there, I think she did get saved. But yeah. somewhere along the line, you also came to him. Yeah. Right? I mean, there was a change. Yeah. I yeah. Think I made a, a decision. Decision for him. And I believe that's part of the gospel. Like, it's a strange thing because I think right. there's a... There's a change, and I think every potentially every day we can come to a place of decision yeah. and step into the eternal power. Well, I think it's it's always the you're always presented with a new facet of His goodness, yeah. right? And then yeah. it's like you get invited into that place, yeah. and that's I yeah. Mean, yeah. The gospel never it's not a one you know it never stops speaking, right? I don't think right. I mean, if you're t- if you're taking you know, out of the streams of salvation, you know, the joy. I mean, you're, those things are, I mean, they're available. They're not like a one-time deal. You don't just go there once and, mm-hmm. you know, but with joy you take from those places. I think it's an everyday Yeah, thing. and I mean, and repentance is part of the gospel. Yeah. Right? And it's oh, good yeah. news. Repentance is not yeah. bad news. Repentance is good news. It's a gift. It is. It's yeah. the opportunity to stop living in a way that separates you from God and become closer, you know? And so like every time you're presented with repentance, you're repented, you're presented with the gospel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, all this is like allowing yourself to be comforted in the, the language of the old Testament of like, Oh, God's all done all this for me. I have to submit to it. Mm-hmm. I, I need to say, yes, I trust you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I trust you to lead my life. I trust you to yeah. save me. I will no longer trust myself and my works and my mind and, you know, my friends and my future and my plans and my self-improvement. And I will lay that down and you're my Lord. You know, you're my king. That's the gospel of the kingdom because mm-hmm. yeah. the gospel is the kingdom. It's the kingdom of God coming. It's the king of God coming. You can't separate the king from the kingdom, right? And so it's that's coming in to your life and you, you can bow before him. But like Liz said, that's not, that's not some sort of a, a bummer. <laughs> it's not some sort of a, a horrible setback for you. It's actually aligning yourself to your eternal purpose and to the one that gave his blood for you. Like it's actually bringing yourself under his robes and under his, and into his heart. Um, so yeah, all this is part of the gospel. It's our, well, it's really our response to the gospel. It's not, not the gospel itself, but the response is important. Wow. You know, I, I want to put Pastor Liz on the spot a little uh, because she brought up this, and you were starting to seize on it, the repentance aspect of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, uh, we were doing a class together with a, for our, one of our you know, uh, ministers groups, and she taught on repentance. And it was wonderful training and teaching time. And um, I think it was a lot of repentance that went on in there. But the thing that struck me was the, you know, it's not bad, no. right? I think people always associate, like, repentance with something bad. Mm-hmm. And so if you do, if that's the way you think, then coming to God could become a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I got to cross over some bad mm-hmm. thing in my life. I have a bad feeling or bad right. you know, thoughts. And I know that how wicked and evil I am. It's like, you don't have to worry about how wicked and evil you are. God gets you. He knows <laughs> you. You really need to 
change. <laughs> That's all he needs. Well, he, yeah. he needs to change you. You can't do yeah. that for you. So, but here, here's the thing too. In the gospel, you're, you do need to repent of your sin. Absolutely. But you need to repent of your righteousness. <laughs> Everything. You can't be like, let me come to God because now I'm ready to change my ways. Yeah. You can't change your ways. Right. You're powerless. Only the higher power can restore you to sanity. Like right. only being born again can save you. Right. You leave that old nature in the grave. Like you get it buried in baptism. You rise anew to newness of life. Right. And it's a totally supernatural event. Like that God says, he's like, I've done it all. And I, I will do it in you. Like what I have done on the cross and, the, and in the empty tomb, I will do in your spirit, in your soul, yes. in your body. And you have to say like, hey, what I've been doing against the Lord, I changed my mind about that. What I've been thinking about God, who he is, I changed my mind about that. And what I've been thinking about my own ability to turn this around, I changed my mind on God. (laughs) And actually only Jesus is the way. Yeah. There's one way. There's one gate. There's one road. But it's an amazing road. (laughs) It's with him. I think the repentance associated with the initial salvation and gospel is so totally God. (laughs) Like, because you... You don't have anything in yourself. Like it's one thing once you walk with the Lord a little and you get to understand his ways and you understand what repentance is and should be and why and all that. And you can bring yourself to it mm-hmm. there that, I mean, you're, <laughs> you're really, you're at the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. He's bringing everything to it. That's why he brings everything, like you were saying earlier, we were talking about the covenant. He, he brings everything to the covenant, both sides, because you have nothing to bring of your righteousness, of your good. You can't earn it. You can't manipulate it. You can't manufacture. You can't get there without him, period. Mm-hmm. So the, the repentance is really, I think it's an under, it's a coming, a changing of mind. We're like, oh, oh, you're doing yeah. <laughs> okay. There's the. Re- I mean, trust, like yeah. I said, that initial repentance is not an evil thing. Like I think people think, oh, you know, I've sinned. I do this sin and that sin, and, and I have to like totally change who I am to come to God. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, because yeah, like we've talked about it in repentance, but yeah, um, in the, when the gospel is revealed to you by the Holy Spirit, I believe the Holy Spirit draws all of us to believe in the gospel. And he shows us the glory of who Jesus is. Yeah. We don't repent because we repent because we see something that we want. We, we see his beauty. We, we see his glory. We don't just um, repent in and of ourselves. Like we're not, we're not putting something down. It's not this negative thing. It's like, I want him. Right. I actually want the truth that's been revealed to me. And so like that, that to me is key. Like how the, we see it as good news, what, what God has done. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're just repenting because you think it's the right thing to do, or you're like you're like regretful, mm. that's not. That's <laughs> like you shouldn't be regretful about coming to Jesus. But if you're like, okay, I guess it's time to come to Jesus. <laughs> well, not really glad tidings to you. That's not. You didn't get something. Something's a little broken still that you should talk to someone about. You know, like, why? Why? You know. Pray now and read the Bible. It's just there's nothing grudging about mm-hmm. living in the gospel mm-hmm. if you get it, you know. But we all have to be reminded. So that brings me to my next question. Oh, okay. Do Christians need the gospel to be preached to them? Yes. <laughs> there's I, the continuing yeah. goodness. But why? They're already saved. <laughs> <laughs> the gospel might be 
totally fashion for Christians, mostly. <laughs> and he has to get you to be a Christian through the gospel so he can give you the gospel. <laughs> yeah. Paul's writing the gospel to Christians, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe like that's the job of an evangelist, like a five-fold evangelist, yeah. is like to preach the gospel to the church. But I believe it should always be getting preached because when Christ is revealed, even through a mirror dimly, we are transformed by that. Like, so the gospel that saves us is the same gospel that transforms us. So I, I think like people listening, hopefully, and, and even us as we're talking about it, I feel, I feel encouraged in my faith. I feel more in love with Jesus. And I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. Like a lot of the, the complaint goes out of you and the discontent. Cause you, you remember how much you've been given. You remember how he has good will towards you. You're like, wow, I'm actually set free. I can love him. Like, and it actually transforms you completely. Um, or if you're just like, okay, let me get a to-do list that I, that I need to do right. now. Yeah. Okay. Well, like there's not a transforming power there. There's not the sanctification and the full salvation that, that you've been talking about. Well, I think also you, um, if you understand gospel, um, you, your choice is to be thankful. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, and so even as a Christian, if you're thankful, you're really entering into the power of the gospel. You're like, you're seeing for who he is and who he is in you and what he's done for you and with you and through you. And so that thankfulness, um, there's really a fullness of joy there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to be thankful and be bitter or be <laughs> thankful and, you know, you know, those things. And so there's a tremendous um, uh, exerting of the power of the gospel, I think, on us as Christians. Mm-hmm. When, when we actually enter it, we, you know, because we can plot along in our wonderful Christian, you know, uh, I don't know, I almost said something bad. Oh, <laughs> our, our wonderful Christian life and then, you know, just ignore his, his like, oh, <laughs> yes. the, the, the power that, you know, that raised you from the dead is still working in you today, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know there's another reason. reason. It's great news. <laughs> it's great news. I don't know. Liz, what do you think about yeah. Christians and the gospel? Yeah, I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, correct. That's correct. Um, yeah. So, how does the gospel change a person? When someone believes the gospel, like how does that how does that change someone? Maybe from personal experience or Liz, go. How does it change? A person believes that. Like, what's going to happen in their life as a result? Well. Um, I believe that part of the receiving of the gospel um, has to do with lordship. And so, um, you know, it's it's, believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. That uh, can never leave us. And there's always, I believe, as you walk with him more and more and more, there's a continuing revelation of the lordship of Jesus Christ in our lives, mm-hmm. or there should be anyway, um, because it's a, it's coming closer to him. It's about um, becoming more consecrated, more um, set apart for him, more yielded to his authority, learning how to operate in his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Right there's a it's about the 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 sovereignty of the Lord. There's a greater measure that you've learned to operate in and learn to acknowledge, I believe, um, as you mature in the Lord. So, whereas I think that that's like the initial invitation of like, oh, okay, I'm not Lord of my life anymore. There's someone else that I'm yielding that place to. 
And there's such peace that comes with that and joy and provision and all that comes with it. But the continuing revelation of the Lordship of Jesus Christ, um, I think that's a place where sometimes we get really, um, what do I want to say, like stifled yeah. in our Christian walk is that we we get to a certain place and it's like, oh, that's enough. <laughs> you know, and we don't, but we don't, we can't grow mm-hmm. until that revelation comes to us again. Yeah. of the lordship and um and along and along with it sure, comes sure. so many things you know like his the realization of his power and his sovereignty and his um his goodwill and his generosity and his provision and like all that he wants to be for us um but it comes through the receptiveness of us to yeah. his lordship yeah that's really true so good yeah what do you think pastor bob what's going to change if somebody gets a hold of it if they trust god's good news message to them mm-hmm. what's going to change in them uh i believe like Liz said along with the lordship aspect which i think there can only be one king in a life and you have to choose that but also um i believe what will change is you'll start to tap into um the intense love of god mm-hmm. like you'll actually you you begin to like your mind begins to <laughs> settle on how wonderful his love was that saving love yeah. like a love that you didn't deserve like we said all earlier the unconditional that part is so that's such a wow to me <laughs> it's like oh and actually I believe it's that that when we're Christians woos us toward repentance mm-hmm. I think the love of God will woo you toward repentance. You know, which is not an evil thing; it's a good thing. Um, it um, more than anything else. Yeah. More than you know, recognize. You know, you'll recognize your sin. Obviously, you recognize your you know your shortfall, but you'll 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 be drawn to His love. Yeah. That's the deal. That's what He wants. He wants you to be drawn to Him, not away from Him. So, the gospel to me is like a giant magnet toward God, <laughs> right? And it's like He's always constantly drawing you to him mm-hmm. that's the power yeah. of the gospel that's the power of the resurrection mm-hmm. it's this because it, it that's where we're headed we're not really headed uh just to have a good life here on earth or mm-hmm. uh have you know a great church yeah. or a great you know that's not the that's not our destination now I think the gospel like I said it's a magnet it's like a compass it always points toward him mm-hmm. and it makes that you know and I think our new spirit is like is like that little arrow on the compass that goes <laughs> and it's designed to like hey it's gonna respond, it's gonna right? respond to the gospel right right yeah and it's like and that's why you like I said it draw it's this drawing love toward God you're like oh even even if you don't think you deserve him even if you don't think you're worthy, none of that matters. It's still, he is still there. Drawing. He still says, hey, you're my son. You're my daughter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's so uh, intense. I, I love <laughs> it. It's, it's, what I think happens is, is, like you said, like the love of God is poured in your heart by the yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Holy Spirit reveals your new identity to you. And everything comes from abiding in the love that he's given you and changing how you think of yourself and then how you think of God and how you think of other people. Mm-hmm. And that mindset change, renewal of the mind, is going to lead to transformed character. It's, it's really what the Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. But that means that you are connecting to the, the vine of his love. Mm-hmm. In John 15, he talks about, abide in me. As the Father loved me, I have loved you. Abide in my love. Right. 
And you've got to be willing to drink that in and say, well, that's for me. Like I'm accepted in the beloved. I'm a beloved child. Yes. I'm worth the blood of Jesus. I have a purpose. Like I was made, I was designed. I'm not, you know, like and that is totally revolutionary for, for most people <laughs> to, be, to be seen that way by their dad. Yes. By their father. Yes. Their father sacrificed everything for them. That when you get that, that he did that for me. Um, and then, you know, the Bible says that's going to translate then to loving your brother. But that's the one command Jesus gave, you know, love one another as I have loved you. There should be love coming into your life. Mm-hmm. If love doesn't come, there's a, there's a misunderstanding. There's a distortion somewhere in your, at least your acceptance of the gospel. You might assent to it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. Okay. I believe all those facts. That's theologically. I understand double imputation of righteousness and sin. And, you know, like you know all that. You know, I'm justified. You know, all, <laughs> like you get it's good. It's, you have to get that. They really should be right. bolstering your faith. But if love is not coming in, you're not getting all the way where Jesus wanted you to get. And where where did He want us to get? He said, "I go to prepare a place for you." In my Father's house are many mansions. Yeah. And He says, "The day is going to come when you'll ask the Father directly." I don't say that I'm going to ask him on your right. behalf because the father himself loves you. Yeah. And like you, you are going to get that. Mm-hmm. If you, if you understand this is the good news that you get to be with the father and the father's bringing you into the fellowship of the Trinity. And you can actually talk to yourself that way. Like, Hey, this is how the father sees me. This is how the father sees my wife. This is how the father sees my church. This mm-hmm. is how the father sees. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, it could completely change right. how you live. And like Pastor Bob said, it's going to produce way more righteousness, way more obedience than any sort of moralistic system, right? Any sort of fear, shame-based system, because it, it's a love-based. I think half of it, Pastor David, is us, like you were saying, talking to ourselves mm-hmm. about the gospel, reminding ourselves of the gospel. Yeah. I think the other half, and this is a big part of the power of the gospel, uh, it's what draws us initially unto salvation and the gospel is Holy Spirit. He is the He's the gospel deliverer, if yeah. you will. And he tried. And when we walk with him, uh, yes, there's a reminding of it, but also he's reminding us. And we have to tune into the voice of the spirit. Like mm-hmm. he's going to remind you, you know, even uh, uh, when your heart fails you, <laughs> you know, you're, you know, if you still have, if you have a spirit born of God, you're going to be hearing the spirit of God talking to you going, hey, I know, you know, I know you're wondering. <laughs> I know you have concerns. I know you have unbelief. <laughs> but believe because I'm drawing you to that yeah. place. And that he is the love of God. Yeah, I mean Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's so true, man. Uh, I got that smile on yeah. your face again about the gospel. I was gonna I was gonna talk to you guys, uh, <laughs> maybe just ask you guys what you think are some some misunderstandings of the gospel that people should, should be aware of. But what you just said, I think is a key thing for people to be aware of is that, um, a lot of times we think like the gospel's for me when I'm doing well and the law is for me when I'm not doing well. The way I'm going to get back on track is by figuring out what I did wrong, fixing it, maybe punishing myself a little bit, getting enough shame that I'll change. And the gospel's for you when you're doing well. The gospel's for you when you're doing poorly. The gospel's for you when you made a mistake that you didn't intend to do. The gospel's for you when you did a sin on purpose. (laughs) You knew full on that it was wrong. That's when the gospel's most for you. 
You're not disqualified from the grace of God as long as you can accept it and receive it and, you know, and you're willing to walk in it. Right. And so I think, you know, people, there's a whole thing where that's mentioned in Galatians of people that began in the spirit being perfected mm-hmm. by the flesh, right. By their own effort, like by their own, whatever, you know, like, let me use the old ways that I was raised in to walk with Jesus. And he said, that's not going to work. I'm giving you new wine. So you need a new wine skin. I'm giving you new grace. So you need a new way of looking at things. You need a new way of living. You need a new way of changing. You need a new way of dealing with your sin and you deal with it at the cross of Christ. You don't deal with it. Um, the way that will, that Satan wants you to deal with it. <laughs> Accusation. <laughs> that. Like that's not, you deal with it the way the Holy spirit wants you to deal with it. But that was just one thing that, that came to my mind. Um, people misunderstanding the gospel, and like moving forward with it. But is there anything else on your guys' mind? Like as people are hearing us talk, and like, Oh yeah, I know the gospel, but what, what are maybe some, some things they should be aware of? Like maybe some misunderstandings of it. I mean, I'm just going to go back to the Lordship issue because I think one of the misunderstandings Sometimes when we present the gospel to people, we present it like it's an add-on to your life. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you can just keep doing what you're doing and just bring along buddy Jesus with you. Yeah, And that's not actually the gospel. The gospel is a, a transforming thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, here's a new life that's open and available to you, but it requires change. It requires yielding. It requires surrender. You know, um, so I think that that's kind of <laughs> something we have to be mindful of. We're not just, um, yeah, giving them a little, you know, friend to tag along with them, but so they can feel better. Like, oh, I'm a Christian now, and <laughs> I mean, Jesus is with me. Whatever I do, you know, it's like no. The the purpose of the gospel is to change you. Rebirth, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a lot of Jesus in a box. <laughs> pocket Jesus. I take my little pocket Jesus out. Show yeah. <laughs> them to my friends, and then I pop him back in that bad boy, and just that, and away we go. Yeah. Oh boy, that's too much. Yeah. What do you think, Pastor Bob? I'm just convicted by that. I can't go any further. <laughs> Don't misunderstand. I want the smile on your face. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Since you brought it to a really good place, place of holiness, and if you're Lord, I'll, I'll just keep going on that. Uh, because there is some things out there that says, you know, what the gospel really is, is not Jesus dying as a substitute for your sin because God was mad at your sin. It was really just Jesus coming and, you know, showing you that you could be reconciled to God and just bring you into a covenant. The, the whole God's not really mad at, at sin. And he's not like, he wasn't, it wasn't a substitute sacrifice on the cross. That is so wrong. That's the core of the gospel. The core of the gospel is the lamb of God. That was the substitute. The core of the gospel is how much God hated sin. Yeah. That he was willing to. It was in his son. Yeah. And we have a podcast on the cross that that you can go, go listen to on this. So don't forget the magnitude of your, of the sin. Don't forget that God is completely against any mindset or behavior in you that hurts him and that hurts others and that hurts you. He's completely opposed to it. He's indignant towards the wicked all day. And he said, I'll just take it on myself. I'm not going to minimize it. I'm not going to sweep it under the rug. You do need to deal with it. You do need to take me as Lord because if you remain Lord of yourself, 
that goes down a dark hole that we call hell. We <laughs> call with you to hell. We call. I mean, there is salvation from hell in the gospel. Yes, it's not just Adam to your life, like Liz is saying. It's not just oh, good. Now I can call God Daddy. You know, you should you should do that. I spent a lot of time talking about it. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's it's harder for me to actually get a hold of that than, than the hell side, but maybe for some people it's it's flipped. For me, I really believe I deserve hell, so it's you know it's a little bit easier for me. But some people don't. But it's it's a reality that God endured hell to get you out. And if you don't do something about it, if you don't take the offer that He's giving you, it's eternal separation from all light, all love, all friendship, all benevolence, all mercy, all kindness, all laughter, all music. But just anything, it's going to be separation. Like that's that's what the lake of fire is. It's a burning of your soul and your spirit. Um, and your body, because you've, you've been resurrected at that point, it's a burning. It's it's something that's unimaginable that never ends. Yes. And God said, I will do anything, even give the life of my own son to save you from that. Mm-hmm. And if you say, you know, no, I don't think it's really that big of a deal. Well, then you, you really minimize God. You minimize hell. You minimize the cross. You, min- you spat on his face. You trampled underfoot the blood of the covenant. And that's that's a serious to really take into account. So a misunderstanding of the gospel would be the kind of lovey-dovey, there's no sacrifice, there's no imputation of sin, there's no guilt, there's not... He saved us from guilt. That's why there's no guilt. He took the guilt. It's not that God was like, you know, I I wasn't as angry as you guys thought. It's like, no, I was was just as angry. No, but the amazing thing is the word, I'm just going to... Just give me 30 more seconds here. There's the word of the of propitiation is like God had this cup of wrath and Jesus said, I don't want to drink that. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And he, the reason that God isn't angry at you is because Jesus drank the cup of wrath. Yeah. So it's, it's not possible for him to have any anger towards you. Not because he's not angry at sin. He was, <laughs> but he drank that. So just understand the glory of, of what he did. You know, so like, I think that's a common, that's getting out there more and more in Christian oh, circles yeah. of really like kind of putting nerf all around the core of the gospel. <laughs> so I just, I don't know. Um, I love Pastor David. He's passionate, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let me tell you what this is because it is this. Because some of us have walked on the outskirts of hell. Oh, and yeah. We understand what it feels like. And we know that God has pulled us back from that. Absolutely. And we know it could have been a thousand times worse a thousand years from now oh, if he hadn't if he hadn't interrupted that, but he he did he intervened. Um, Pastor Paul, oh no, get us back on the good track. Get us back. Good track. <laughs> but what's what's something that they could be be aware of and maybe a misunderstanding? I was liking the gospel being saved by fear. Fear <laughs> <laughs> of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything on your mind? Maybe it's just something that you you want people to know. It's important about the gospel, or or maybe a misunderstanding they should be aware of. It's not falling to you. Hmm. Well, I I I just know that the gospel is real, and uh, only He can make it real to you, and only you can accept it and Him, and nobody else can do that for you. Like nobody else. That's the deal with about all this is that. Nobody else can, if you don't know Jesus out there, nobody else can, like, know Jesus for you. It's very personal for you. Um, and like Pastor Dave was saying, there's a severe 
consequence to not knowing that. We don't like to sweep that under the rug. Because I know that a lot of people nowadays, and especially in Christianity, a lot of uh, like sin isn't talked about, you know. And he came to save us from death, hell, and sin. Yeah. And uh, I, we don't want to sweep that under the rug because it's severe. It's serious. And there's, there's no getting away from it. It's a, it's a fact of God. And it's not because he hates you. It's because uh, it's the consequence. Mm-hmm. It's a real serious consequence. And, um, but the, the upside is you can do something about it today. You, you have the power to uh, receive him. That's the deal. He gave you that a will that's capable of just accepting him. And uh, it's a good, this is a good day to do that. <laughs> and if you're walking with God already and you know him, this is a good day to understand the continuing power of the gospel. And, and remind yourself and let Holy Spirit remind you of just how much that power of the gospel is exerted in your life today, right this moment, to bring uh, you to a place. Maybe you're just in a place of, you know, you're just kind of going along, you know, kind of just everything's kind of okay-ish. And God wants you to, like, I love what I was teasing Pastor David, you know, he's fervent. He remember you like several of the questions you asked, you answered immediately because that right that that passion you and that should be a passion. Like what I love about Pastor David, and I know that because he's a good shepherd this way, is that his this is his spirit speaking to you, uh, and his spirit because he's born of God cannot fathom tolerate seeing you uh, either not know the Lord and go to hell. Or know the Lord and not the, know the full power of His gospel. That, those are real, yeah. Or to know serious and not, things and not even receive His love. Yeah. Or, or keep keep living as a yeah. slave when you're actually a son. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you get yeah. the devil tries to rip you off so many different ways. Yeah. It's if you just, can't rip off your life, he'll rip the joy off your life. Yeah. It's just so wrong. The gospel is such a good thing. Yeah. Just keep preaching that gospel, man. Maybe, Pastor, um, maybe Pastor Liz would like to just. Let me read a quick scripture, read a quick scripture. and then, then Liz can save, can save us from the Save us from the Save us from hell. I want to read this because this is the gospel podcast. Okay? It says this, John 3, 16. Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. And just an encouragement that this, you know, this gospel is not just for us. There's a world of people under the condemnation of God that can be brought out into salvation, into our family. Like Liz mentioned, there's people that the father are looking and saying, just come home, you know, and and he wants to send you to share the gospel with your coworker, you know, with your friend, with, with your neighbor, you bring them some Christmas cookies in the holidays and you, yeah. you invite them to church in not a cheesy way. Okay. So you know, if you, you really believe this and you're passionate about it and it transforms your life, you can share it in a way that's not cheesy. That's not this horrible pressure thing. You can just say, Hey, I'd love, love to have you. I'd love to just pray with you sometime. Um, if you have a need or, you know, you can, you can find a way to come from the heart with sincerity that it's just not this burdensome thing. It's not this cheesy thing. It's really the message of life that mm-hmm. we want to we want to share uh, with others. Um, 
So I, I kind of did hog the last couple couple minutes there, but um, I think it's important that we don't just we don't just say like, "Oh, cool, God saved me, hmm. um, I'm good." Like freely you have received, so freely give. Start with the people closest to you that you already know. You you already have a relationship with them, and just just begin to invite them into the Father's love in the most normal way that you can. <laughs> the most normal way. We're we're naturally supernatural. Um, and you'll see you'll see the Lord do what only He can do. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.